1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we look back on an incredible weekend in the Scottish Cup. Rangers ease through to the final four with a 3-0 win at Dundee. Both Edinburgh sides are through after dramatic wins against St Mirren and Motherwell. And we're not done yet. Either Dundee United or Celtic will complete the semi-final lineup when they meet later tonight. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me is Andy Halliday and Hugh Keevans. What a weekend. Brilliant. I will start by paying compliment to the man on my left-hand side here by saying that Hearts against St Mirren was one of the football matches of this season. A six-goal thriller, superb entertainment. Motherwell Hibs the following day, that was a bit lively as well, but for different reasons. And now tonight, a theory is put to the test because Rangers played midweek in Europe and then went to Dens yesterday and won easily in the Scottish Cup. Celtic haven't played for a full week and had all the time to prepare. Will that mean that they automatically sweep aside Dundee United at Tannadice? Find out soon. It was quite a weekend, Andy. You would say that anyway, because your team are through to the semi-finals. But even looking beyond, it was all happening. Yeah, definitely. It's brilliant to get into another uh, Scottish Cup semi-final. I've got to agree with you. Even to be a part of the game at the weekend was really enjoyable. I thought it was two good teams going after it and, and trying to get the win. Uh, but yeah, seesaw game, obviously, we're sitting there and clawing it back to 2 2, and, and certainly one of the best goals I've ever seen live. Uh, but delighted for us to, to keep our composure and get through into the semi final. 0141 951 1025. That's the number you need. So let's hear from you on the phones tonight. If we are talking past tense, then let's hear from you, Rangers fans at, from Dens Park yesterday. What did you make of that fairly straightforward victory? What stood out for you? How pleasing was it to go there and, and, and win so comfortably? Guys like Aaron Ramsey, James Sands got rare starts. We saw Alex Lowry come off the bench. Uh, various players getting rested either before the game or Morelos off at half-time. So there was a lot to take in. What did you make of it? Who stood out for you? Let us know right now. Celtic fans, are you on your way up to Tannadice? It would be good to hear from you en route. Or if you're settling down to watch it at home, how are you feeling? Are you confident? Is it going to be another Scottish Cup semi-final? Do you see any difficulties? Who should play? Got some options there. Who should play? Come on and pick your team. And of course, all the other talking points from the weekend as well. 01419511025. Give us a call right now. Hugh Keevens, your result of the weekend. I'm giving it to the cabbage and ribs in front of a hearts player. Oh, I'm giving it to the cabbage and ribs because... They went into that match having failed to score in eight of their previous ten games and in a young man from Norway, they found the answer to their problems. So, the cabbage and ribs. Uh, neither Andy nor myself are particularly pleased with that one, I must say. So, Andy, no. your result of the weekend? Oh, in true rivalry fashion, oh, I will go straight up against it and say it's got to be hearts. No it's got to be hearts, especially coming off the back of the game being so entertaining. It was a, it was a tough one to get through and... The fact that we managed that will go for the result of the weekend, okay. the Jambos. Okay, goal of the weekend, either you, of you. Well, we'll make history on this one because we're going to say the same guy, Connor Ronan. You would be betraying the game of football if you gave the goal of the weekend to anyone else. The goal he scored for St Mirren at Tynecastle. When the Hearts manager says even he felt like applauding, you know you're on to a good thing. Was it that good that you simply have to agree? It just has to be a joint award tonight. No, no one else is getting a mention. No question. Absolutely okay. no debate. 14 years I've been in professional 
professional football now and, and like I said it's probably the best goal I've ever seen live in a stadium in terms of a, a, an individual strike I can't even believe he attempted mm. it especially when you've got a goalkeeper a Craig Gordon's quality in, uh, in between the posts and and the fact that it reached the top corner was, was astounding Could you have got out a bit quicker or anything? No It's like I said <laughs> Not even remotely thinking he's going to shoot So I was never intending to try and close that down Right I'll let you off with that one Howler of the weekend then Just you up to you really Is, the, is well, it a striker in front of goal? Is it a goalkeeping error? A refereeing mistake? What, what's getting your attention tonight? Robson and Jerome have already fallen out over this one Because I am going for Bevis McGabby uh, I think Willie Collin is quite right to send them off We're trying to run a game of football here mm, Okay, your howler of the weekend I'm going to make uh, a different type of history It's not oh, even right. football related, Gordon Oh dear My howler of the weekend is Hugh Evans Why? For having an empty and not inviting <laughs> his mate <Andy>. <laughs> <laughs> My Twitter feed has been Abused uh-huh. At the weekend <laughs> After the rumours Of what you were up to At your empty On Friday night Some things you just wish You had never mentioned Well you see My wife phoned a pal Of hers today oh, And no. the pal told her That I had yeah. mentioned I had an empty On the radio <laughs> And so I've, I've had to explain myself But thank goodness She has nothing to do With Twitter And We'll draw a veil over that <laughs> I'm still getting them This afternoon though That's the thing <laughs> Oh, uh, it's great anyway, content It really is 01419511025 Enough about Hugh's MT What is on your mind With regards to the football If we're looking back to yesterday Rangers fans Were you there? Did you watch it on TV? What did you make of it? Who stood out for you? We don't get to see Aaron Ramsey From the start very often What impression did he leave? Similar question really About James Sands You're through To the semi-final Would you rather play who would you rather play? You've got Hearts and Hibs already If Celtic get through tonight You want to take them in the semi Do you keep that to the final? Give us all your thoughts uh, Ahead of that one Celtic fans Let's hear from you It's Dundee United away This evening How are you feeling? Are you feeling confident? Any problems there? What about the team selection dilemmas? That's always the good thing About a live match day Pick up the phone And let us know what you are expecting Do it right now 01419511025 Let's uh, go to Tanadice. Can we do that already And speak to Gabriel Not yet We'll find him eventually uh, Hugh Keevens Yeah um, But yeah it was Interesting a, night for Celtic you is, know, Because uh, Rangers are there Hearts and Hibs are there Everyone anticipates It'll be Glasgow versus Edinburgh In the last four You were telling me Gordon It's never happened before Never Which not. I find astonishing You've never had Celtic Rangers Hearts and Hibs In the last four but Celtic have got to get to the last four They've had that uh, rest since the game against Livingston They were very impressive against Livingston They've had a week to train properly, rest properly The theory is that that should be enough to get them over the line But Tam Courts and the Dundee United players will have other ideas Yeah, it was only a month ago that, that Celtic needed a 90th minute winner from, from Abada to get across the line against Dundee United And to be honest, I fully expect another Another night where Celtic won't get their own way. Uh, I do believe that Dundee United have, you know, have picked up a bit of form, although the results haven't quite been there. Uh, I think that, you know, the front three are, and Nicky Clark, Mark McNulty, and, and Tony Watt can cause any team problems. But listen, we all know that the fans post the Coglu's side turn up uh, and are, are close to anywhere near their very best. It's going to be a difficult night for Dundee United, but certainly a game I'm looking forward to. Well, let's hear from both sets of fans. If there are any Dundee United supporters out there, we'd like to hear from you, Celtic fans. How are you feeling? Are you confident? Are you worried? Who should play? Who shouldn't play? All your usual questions 
And we want to look back On all the weekend's action as well So pick up that phone please Robbie Is a Celtic fan On the line Are you anticipating any problems tonight Robbie? Is there a place in the semi-final With your name on it? Or can Dundee United get in the way? First of all good evening Panel uh, Hope everybody's okay Regarding Celtic tonight, I think it's going to be a good game and I think Ange Postacoglu has called it well by saying that Tam Corsi's Dundee United will probably more than likely come out and have a go because it is a cup game. There's no use of sitting. It's totally different, you know, if you're looking for a point or you try to play defensive and uh, you're obviously looking for a point, that, that can be okay. But uh, I think it's going to end up like, uh, if it's anything like that, Hearts, and St Murn game on Friday night will be in for a treat. And I just want to mention about that St Murn goal. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo scored a missile uh, against Tottenham. It was his first goal for outside the box. That guy scored the goal for St Murn. That was a better goal. Simply being that Ronaldo's was more central. And the guy for St Murn, he was away out on the right-hand side at a tighter angle. And what a see, see the thing is about that goal to appreciate it is actually the replay that shows shows from behind the, the post. Yeah. Where it actually doesn't uh, Andy Andy Halliday was saying it was a top corner one. If you actually look at it, it actually wasn't it? Because it actually started to dip down. I'd probably say I remember about three quarters of the the trajectory. It started to dip down and it just unbuilt. Think of that to actually beat Craig Gordon for thirty yards out. And for Craig Gordon not to get a sniff in it. And if you look at, as I say, that one, uh, the angle for behind the post, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, like, it's straight as an arrow. That's another yeah. thing about that shot. It was a straight as an arrow. What do we think? Does Cristiano Ronaldo have Conor Ronan posters on his wall? He must do. He must do. Because Conor Ronan stole the Much show better. with that goal Much at the weekend. Uh, close. Yeah, and, uh, listen, Robbie's right. You know, to, you know, to score from 30 yards out against Craig Gordon, it's going to need to be special. But again, I just need to reiterate the fact that the audacity to even take that shot on takes some, I mean, yeah. some amount of confidence. And we've spent. You know, analysis meetings throughout the week that you know if Conor Ronan gets a sniff at twenty five well, yards, he's, he, he's, 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 he's got quite a yeah, compilation, isn't he? Yeah, he, he, I think I think that he, he, he scored similar, not as good uh, against Rangers at home. Mm-hmm. I think another one was maybe Aberdeen. I think the other game, Hibs as well. Hibs, yeah. So we've yet. done our analysis that you know he likes to take a shot, but even we didn't think but he was going to take a shot uh, from there. Here's the cruelty of the game: goal of the week, goal of the season, probably. And he lost Oh he had to burst the bubble Honestly so, We were doing so no, well That's the way it is I mean Robbie talks about The game tonight For Celtic at Tannadice uh, it, Again it's a case of Which Celtic turn up it, The Celtics who went to Tannadice Earlier in the season And had one of the Displays of the season And took care of Dundee United with ease mm-hmm. And then as Andy said Dundee United go to Celtic Park And Celtic need A time added on Winner from Abada To get the points Celtic Went to Livingston earlier in the season Lost Went to Livingston the last time there And they were up for it The zip was back And for me That's what will decide the game tonight If Celtic come with the zip In the bus with them Then they'll win What about Robbie's point Andy About the nature of a a cup tie Is that enough to change What we would usually see Is the so-called smaller teams Against Celtic and Rangers just trying to make life difficult Maybe hold on Sit deep Try and, and frustrate You would obviously take a point In those circumstances Does that change at all Because it's a, a cup tie or, or are you still trying to do that In the hope that you then Just nick something Yeah I'm not too sure I think uh, You know if you look at Ange Postecoglou's side When they've had 
know, relative success this year when they've played at their very, very best. It's usually been been from a fast start. So it's it's, uh, it's interesting to see how Dundee need to try and combat, whether they just try and sort of sit in and frustrate for the first 20, 30 minutes and don't let Celtic come out and, and get into their stride early. Or do they do they do the opposite and try and press from the front, have a go and, and hopefully, you know, get an early goal even then before they start to retreat and try and hold on to what they've got. Uh, but you know, it being a being a cup tie, you know, like Robbie rightly pointed out, Dundee United aren't uh, you know, there's no benefit for them to get a draw in terms of taking a point into the league table. But I've got to be honest, I do sort of swing more to the side that I think they will try and frustrate Celtic early on. Mm. Uh whilst Robbie's on the line, if you hang on, Robbie, let's get that scene setter. We've got Gabriel at Tanadice. Take it away, Gabriel. Yes, good evening from the East Coast, the head of Dundee United against Celtic, where the big question is who will join Hearts, Hibs and Rangers and secure their space in the Scottish Cup semi-finals. Well, Celtic are the visitors. They're back on form, winning their last two after a little blip in late February. They've already won one trophy, of course, this season. They're desperate to win the Scottish Cup as well for a record 41st time. Dundee United haven't won in four games, but they did reach the semi-finals last season. They're desperate to do so again and have impressed against the big teams all campaign. That was the first time either side will face a top flight side in the competition so far after both had taken on lower league opposition in previous rounds. Uh, the three other quarterfinals all had at least three goals so let's hope for more of that this evening. The two teams have just arrived here and even though there are no fans inside yet it promises to be a cracking atmosphere under the lights on the East Coast. Team News is about 15 minutes away. Well, you've got 15 minutes to get your predictions in, Celtic fans, on the team news. You can then, of course, react once we give you the news with Gabriel. So pick up that phone and let us know. 01419511025. It's not often, Robbie, that Celtic get... Is that eight days since the, since the last game? That's not often the case. They often play midweek and it's the game's coming thick and fast. Are you expecting a fresh, rejuvenated Celtic after that layoff? Yes, uh, Gordon Arm, and I'm just wondering how he's going to line up. I would like Andy's thoughts and Hugh's thoughts on how they might go with. Uh, I mean, we could go right through the team, but I'm going to focus on the midfield. I'm just wondering if he's going to go with Beaton, McGregor, and probably Rogic with Beaton in the whole midfield, or 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 do you think that he'll actually put Callum McGregor back in the whole midfielder in the whole midfield role? Um, I'm just a wee bit I'm not very sure how he'll go and I don't know if Forrest is going to stay with his place on the right hand side or Abad will come back in I'm just looking yeah. at the last game Livingston uh, but that midfield is always the interesting part uh, Let, Let's put that to the guys then Andy near Beaton did come in and, and do well and Celtic beat Livingston was that a a horses for courses type inclusion where you needed someone like near Beaton because it was Livingston I Yeah maybe it was just the experience of you know, playing on that Astro tough and knowing how difficult a place Livingston's been for Celtic over the last few years. Me personally, I see Jakimakis and Hitati come back into the side. Uh, you know, no inside knowledge of that whatsoever. It's just both players, um, you know, had good form running up to that Livingston game. You know, uh, I think we can now speak about Celtic's strength and depth where they can rotate for certain games. But yeah, they're, they're two, two that I certainly see come back into the side. The options are all there, Hugh. Yep. Um, Robbie's right. There was a bit of tinkering done ahead of the Livingston game. Can't be Captain Hindsight about it. A lot of, of Celtic fans maybe raised a few eyebrows at the uh -huh. team before the game, but but it worked. You know, James Forrest did come back in, showed he's still got plenty to offer. Dyson Maeda scored it again. Um and, and some so called big hitters in Abada and Hatati and O'Reilly and so on were, were on the bench. I'd have Hatati and O'Reilly and McGregor in the middle of the park. I would have Diakomakis 
uh, with Yota and Abada either side of him. Uh, I know that James Forrest came in and Ange Postacoglu spoke before the Livingston game of James still having big moments to provide be- between now and the end of the season and he did at Livingston. They played exceptionally well. Purely and simply, you're asking us to guess. That's and bef- what, before, what's the name of the game? Yep. Before the team is announced by yourself very soon, I would have Giacomacus with mm. Yorta and Abada. What are you making James Forrest, Robbie? Was that an important day for him at Livingston? James Forrest supporters would say, why was anyone questioning him anyway? Look at the contribution he's made, the trophies he's won, the goals he's scored. Um, but he had sort of fallen out of the the main picture perhaps and then was that a reminder last time out? Yeah, yeah it was just a, it was just a bit of a reminder of how good he is or, or how good he can be. I, I think if the two of them are on forum you know it's, it's like tossing a coin but a badder this season has done more than James Forrest. So to it just depends on the game. You know, Ange likes to rotate a wee bit so I don't think a badder's going to get his place from here on in for the rest of the season every single game I don't think he'll start every single game but he his numbers and his assists are just off the charts for this season a lot of people have written James Forrest off a lot of people uh, you know coming back for that injury and a lot of people were saying um, you know maybe his time at Celtic is finished you know he's maybe not got quite the pace that he had but Ange Postacoglu is right enough he's brilliant for starting now and again he's brilliant for coming off the bench and if he can make a big impacts moments like what he did against Livingston, you know, there's the Rangers game coming up. There's big, you know, even <laughs> I was ready to say lesser games, but there are no lesser games because we're, we're coming into the business end of the season. So if he can play an impact against, yeah, well, tonight and even Ross County and there's St Johnston at home, Rangers away. If he can make an impact in the games and any all the games that follow after a split, then. Celtic can't go wrong you know. Well we will find out Thank you Robbie 01419511025 What are your thoughts then Celtic fans Ahead of this game tonight You feeling confident Robbie was a bit unsure uh, And what about the team Who would you pick Let us know On the phones And Rangers fans This is the perfect time For you to call in Because we're going to look back On yesterday's game At Dens Park What did you make of it What were the big talking points Who stood out for you Who impressed you What did you make of the changes We will hear from you And Giovanni Van Bronckhurst next Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Andy Halliday and Hugh Evans are here It's 0141 951 1025 On Twitter it's at Clyde SSB It'll be nice to hear some thoughts about The football from the weekend on Twitter Rather than uh, accusations about Hugh Keevans' private life I must admit Look at this, he's just chucking me money and everything Across the across the, the studio Obviously wants me to stop Talking about his, his Twitter <laughs> Escapades I've just been thinking about Andy Halliday oh? He was in my house during my empty Because he and 21 <laughs> other football players Made my Saturday night empty great because I, I could hardly <laughs> eat the chicken biryani Because they... <laughs> tell, tell him what he did on Friday So he revealed this on Saturday We had given it the big build up He was home alone Big weekend Friday night Tell him I had uh, pasta Watched Doc Martin and went to bed <laughs> oh, so Doc just... Martin Sounds exhilarating <laughs> Unbelievable Anyway Big game tonight Big games yesterday Big games across the weekend It's all been happening So let us hear from you on the phone Graham Is a Rangers fan from Bells Hill What did you take away from yesterday Graham? What stood out? Hi good evening Gordon It's you Andy Hello. Uh, Yes uh, I was up at the game uh, yesterday And uh, I couldn't take my eyes off James Sands I thought the guy was incredible yesterday 
think he's uh, a player that's kind of gone under the radar a little bit, but he, he seems to be getting used to the physicality of the game here. He's, he looks really bulky. I, I thought he was quite a slight-looking guy, but when I seen him in the flesh yesterday, first time I've seen him playing uh, live, I thought I thought he was incredible. He never put a pass wrong yesterday. He was really, you know, holding that midfield so well, and I think that maybe with the, uh, the the advent of perhaps Steve Davis coming to the end of his career, he'd be a natural replacement, I think. Um, obviously, he's got John Lundstrom and Brian Kamara as well in that position, so he'll need to bide his time, but you know, Gio likes that uh, Dutch way of having someone in the midfield step back into defence when required, and I think he would fit in you know, perfectly in that mode. Yeah, Andy, what did you make of his performance yesterday? Yeah, I thought that was the game where he's he's really arrived at Rangers. I think a couple of uh, appearances before, just maybe just lacked the uh, the fitness levels or the or the required tempo to go up to the speed of the game. But I thought yesterday was excellent. Uh, like Graham said, very very rarely put a foot wrong. Thought he was always in the right place at the right time. And he just seems he is that type of player that you know does the dirty work that that sometimes can go unnoticed. But was really really efficient and it, I mean it was almost a perfect 90 minutes for Rangers they've, they've three goals without reply uh, you know managed to give 45 minutes rest to Alfredo Morelos and probably more importantly uh, got, got no injuries in the back as well and, and got a chance to, to give a couple of youngsters a run the, what did transfer, you make about you? the transfer window business has been criticised on this programme Diallo not really done much apart from score a goal at uh, Ross County uh, Aaron Ramsey finally started a match yesterday uh, if Rangers were not going so well in Europe, I think Diallo and Ramsey would be brought up and used in evidence against Rangers. But everything has been going well without them in the team anyway. Uh, Sands coming yesterday did very well. Um, I think we have to see it all in context. Playing a Dundee side, and this is not to detract from Rangers' performance or the result, but there are days when you're playing a team who will be a championship team next season and... Uh, Rangers simply did enough to just get past mm. Graham. that remains the challenge though doesn't it Squad depth is great That's why you have it for days like yesterday But he's got quite a few to get by in that area of the pitch I think you mentioned Kamara and Lundstrom You'd probably put Ryan Jack in as an option in there as well So it's it's going to be tough for, for James Sands to nail down anything regular at the moment isn't it I think that that would be fine for his development though no, I think that you know getting the odds uh, chances to play and show that he's he's strong for this league because he's came from the MLS and no disrespect to that but he's not going to face what he faces here you know pitches like he played in Dundee yesterday bad weather all these kind of things um, and you know the kind of physicality of the Scottish game so I think uh, not rushing him in for this first six months is, is actually going to benefit him but you know he's definitely one that I can see getting getting some game time Um you know, either the rest of the season or certainly next season, depending on how the team changes over the summer. Yeah, we've not seen a lot of Aaron Ramsey from the start either. Graham, he obviously started against Annan. Then again yesterday, did you take anything away from his performance? His movement is wonderful, Gordon. You know, he maybe never had as much of the ball as everybody thinks he will, but he was pulling the strings in terms of his movement. Um, him and Tavernier seem to walk in really well. Uh, some of the runs he was making through the channel into the box, and you could see he was pointing where they wanted the ball to go. It didn't always come off, but oh, I think if he can get him fit, he'll be a player for sure. I think he still has something to say the rest of this season. I don't think uh, this uh, injury issue is the only headline for Aaron Ramsey for the rest of this season. Yeah, well, I mean, like Graham, I was up working at the game yesterday, and in. 
you can make a, an extra effort in a sense to watch somebody like that because of the the hype that surrounded them when they arrived. And I kept arguing with myself in my head and, and, and thinking he does look comfortable, but then he should look comfortable, I guess. And and how much of how much was he? Having to do how, how much was it just within his comfort zone Because Rangers were very much on top And Dundee were poor Listen that's not to take anything away mm-hmm. from Aaron Ramsey It's not not his fault Did 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 we see anything from him yesterday Or is that just a comfortable afternoon For a, a player of his capability both, really uh, Like Graham I thought the thing that stood out for me Was uh, was his, just his cleverness to, to find pockets of space When it seems as if there was nothing there Dundee were obviously trying to sit in frustrate And make it difficult for Rangers But he always found that pocket of space Whether it was in that sort of natural 10 position or running behind and, and 9 times out of 10 if he made it a Rangers player found him don't get me wrong when Aaron Ramsey was signed for the club it was it was to be uh, a bigger impact in bigger games of football than it was yesterday but uh, you know Graham mentioned to keep him fit that is the real question mark over Aaron Ramsey because there's no doubt in his quality whatsoever and we've certainly seen flashes of that yesterday Celtic fans you'll have been wondering what the starting lineup is for the quarter final against Dundee United Gabriel has your answer. Thank you to Graham and Bells Hill, by the way. Let's get that answer with Gabriel. Ange Postacoglu and his team have just been out walking on the Tannadice field and he's made four changes since the 3-1 win over Lewiston eight days ago. Uh, Ralston, Beton, Rogic and Jota all dropped to the bench with Juranovic, O'Reilly, Hitate and Jakumakis coming in. So I'll give you the full 11. It's Joe Hart in goal. Uh, right back is Josip Juranovic with Cameron Kartavikas and Carl Stahlfeld at the heart of defence. Uh, Greg Taylor is still at left back. Captain Callum Gregor is at the base midfield with Matt O'Reilly and Rayo Hitate either side of him. Uh, James Forrest will be on one wing, a days and made it on the other with George's Jack Macus through the middle on the bench, you've got Bain, Julian Beaton, Jetty, McCarthy, Rogic Johnson, Iriguchi, Ralston, Welsh and Karamoko. Interesting what do you make of that Hugh? Uh, well I, I did say I would have definitely had uh, O'Reilly and Hatati yeah, you know either side of McGregor. You know your football A um, little bit of surprise with the front three uh, just repeat that for me, Rob. Well, it's Forrest Maeda and Jack Amakis. Now, I'm just double checking the bench. There is no Jota. There's no Jota anywhere. So I'm sure Ange Postacoglu will be asked the question. You'd have to assume it's an Ock or some description. And no, Abada yeah. on the bench? Uh, no. Um, yeah, Abada was on the bench, I believe. No, he's not actually. Not according to this tweet, Gabriel. Am I missing something? I've got Celtic's official Twitter account here, which says Bain, Julian, Beaton. Ajeti, McCarthy, Rogic, Johnson, Idiguchi, Ralston, Welsh and Karamoko, yes? Yep, you're correct, Gordon. There is no Abada or Jota. We don't know why yet. We'll hear from Ange Postacoglu straight after the game. But those two who did start the last game are not on the bench well, at all. Are. Not so much for your nine days rest yeah, or whatever exactly. it is, Hugh. These things obviously don't always pan out the way you expect. When people talk about injuries, and we always say, well, you can get injured in training. And that is obviously what has happened because neither is there. So... <sighs> For me, if you've got Jota and Abada nowhere to be seen, you're under strength. Uh, and you're taking a chance uh, on my Maeda playing uh, wide like that, Giamacca through the middle. So it's not the team I think the Celtic fans would have expected. And part of that is out with Celtic's yeah. control because clearly something has happened to Jota and to Abada. I mean, on one hand, Andy, clearly that's a good enough Celtic team to progress. Yeah. Of course it is. And on the other, if you're Dundee United, you're still delighted that that Jota and Abad are missing. That's just the way football works, yeah. isn't it? I think Jota had a, a sort of little quiet period, but I thought the first half against Livingston last week, he was back to his, his scintillating best. And, and Celtic fans would be worried, I imagine. It's, it's, uh, it's something that's came out of the blue. If it's an injury, I wonder the severity of the injury. 
uh, out with that I feel as if Anthony Ralston can probably feel hard done by again I thought he came in last week and done really well but we talked about Celtic strength and depth I think Juranovic has been another one that's been been really good in that position Right Celtic fans whilst you digest that team news get your thoughts together and share them with us what do you make of it is that a strong enough team to win the game tonight how concerned are you about the absences of Abada and Jota 01419511025 Craig's a Rangers fan let's set the scene uh, for him by hearing from Giovanni Van Bronckhorst says they were full of energy yesterday and was pleased to be able to rotate the squad there were starts for the likes of Aaron Ramsey, Philippe Palander, James Sands. I mean, the result, of course, is the most important thing to go um, to the semi-final. But uh, you know, my message was clear to the to the players from the first minute. I wanted to see a, a team who's, uh, who's who will do anything and, and and show a lot of energy and drive to to be in the semi-final. And I think uh, we've done that. I mean, of course, we were in a busy schedule. You know, we had some players not available today um, because they weren't ready. So uh, to have the likes of, uh, of Ramsey and Sens coming in, Hellander as well, because he wasn't eligible on last Thursday. You know, John came in uh, on goal. So uh, it's always good to use the, the depth of squad, squad uh, when, uh, when it's needed. And I think, uh, I think we've done well because we, we kept our energy, we, we kept our way of playing, our principles was the same. So, yeah, very pleased with their performances as well. Craig, what did you take away from yesterday? What stood out? <coughs> How are we doing? God, um, yeah, listen... I- Job done, basically. You know, I think uh, I think he was right to to see what he said. That you know, certain players had delayed. James Lowry was impressive. Again, I thought his running, the time of his pass for the third goal was was exquisite. Um, players like Ramsey and um, you know James Sands, I thought had a particularly good game. But you know, <clears throat> it's the kind of game that we should have been able to go into and and comfortably win. And that's why no disrespect to Dundee. What I will say though, <clears throat> and I'll probably get battered by. Some Rangers fans for this. Me personally, I don't think it was a penalty. Um, <clears throat> I think that's one we kind of got a bit of the rubber green way because I'm not really sure where the defender was to go. Um, and if you set that precedent, any attacker could just run into a defender in the box and get a penalty these days. So well, fair play. Listen, that'll, that'll never catch on. Fans no. admitting that their team might have been fortunate. Um, you don't necessarily have to agree, Hugh. What, what did you make of that call? Letter of the law penalty Think so Yeah Andy I, I, Certainly under the soft category But still a penalty for me I, th- I thought initially I didn't think it was a penalty But when you see the angle From, from behind. behind the goal Then Sweeney does actually Adjust his body And sort of mm. steps into the, uh, the path of James Tavernier So You know Under the soft category But under the letter of the law A penalty Tell you what There's very little doubt About what happens Thereafter No 12th I mean, goal of the season For James Tavernier I think it's 8 from the spot Yeah that It's like he's Getting bored of just the convention he's now aiming for for top corners and roof of the net and that's two in the space yeah. of a few days that and I still think he's underrated. Not I still think he's underrated. I don't think people are appreciating what he's doing year in year out. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of sort of flack over the years about you know not winning enough trophies and and, and all that's true. But his own, his own individual standards have, have been nothing short of incredible. And he's had a lot of good periods at Rangers. I almost wonder if as if his best period at Rangers is right now and, and has been over the last couple of months. Uh, Craig, listen, everyone knows that that Dundee are bottom of the table. They are struggling. So yes, of course, Rangers big favourites. But was it encouraging to go and have a a, a purely comfortable dominant domestic performance and result? Because actually, it's, it's probably been a while. Since since Rangers had one of them, if you if you take into account Aberdeen, St Johnston, Motherwell, Dundee United, you know it's, it's been a while, hasn't it, since a totally straightforward domestic game? Oh no, definitely. It's hugely encouraging. 
you know, you come off the back of a European game, you get into a quarter final of a Scottish Cup, you know, a, a stage we've not got past, um, you know, in, in, in close to four years. All that pressure that comes on your shoulders, it, it, it was really good to, to have a comfortable 90 minutes because I, I do think, I don't know if the guys agree with me here, but I think that there is probably more pressure on us than anybody else left in the Scottish Cup to actually win it this season, purely because. You know, you look at Celtic. You know, they've won three of the last, uh, sorry, four of the last five of them. Um, you know, the likes of Hearts and, and, and Hibs for them. You know, if they can win the cups, it's great. But it's not an expectation of them. For us, we've had, you know, um, I think twelve years since the last Scottish Cup we won. You know, just over ten since the last domestic cup in general, which was the League Cup. So, you know, when we've had as much disappointment in cup competitions as we've had, I think for the players to go out and, and, and handle it and just get it done because these teams it can always be a banana skin if you let it be um, and you don't turn up regardless of who you're playing there's always a chance if you don't take your chances or it's now now it's 1-0 you can get away a sucker punch and all of a sudden it's a totally different dynamic I, so. I think Rangers have put the pressure on themselves because in a season when they were winning the league against Celtic by 25 points they went out of two cup competitions to St Mirren and St Johnston that's your fault And if you go to Hamden And uh, lose heavily to Hibs This season uh, In a semi-final That's your fault as well So th- This is the sort of pressure That Rangers fans mm. and players Should embrace Because they had the years when uh, They were a non-event In the lower leagues uh, And were never likely to get to cup finals uh, This Is the kind of pressure That Rangers should embrace And I don't think they were under any pressure at all yesterday uh, we'll see what the semi-final draw brings tonight uh, But Rangers should be thought of Along with Celtic As now being in the position where They're the favourites to win everything You get where Craig's coming from Landy Rangers fans Players Management Will feel they're overdue mm-hmm. The Scottish Cup Rangers haven't won the Scottish Cup since 2009 Hugh was mentioning about the lower leagues The irony being Sorry to remind you of that day But the last final that was reached was a team that played in the championship, so not reached a final yeah. since then. Even the semi-final record hasn't been good either. So there will be an appetite, surely, to go and put that right. Yeah, definitely, and it's especially coming from a period where Celtic have had so much, you know, domestic dominance in uh, in the trophies. And of course, Rangers off the back of the uh, the league silverware last year. I think everyone within the camp was pretty clear after that they wanted to try and dominate Scottish football, and that includes cup competitions. So they've already. Uh, you know, lost the, the the league cup this year at the Ange Postecoglou Celtic, so it's a it's an opportunity for them to try and compete in in the Scottish Cup and the league. And like he says, their their, their cup record's not been great over the years. It's actually their first Scottish Cup uh, semi final since two thousand eighteen, which I thought was pretty a pretty surprising stat. But you know, like Craig said, it was a uh, it was always going to be a challenge yesterday because you look at the previous results after the uh, the the European games at Dortmund. They've obviously dropped four points to Motherwell and Dundee United, so anything can happen going into the game yesterday. But from the first minute I felt they were very comfortable And got the job done Yeah keep your thoughts coming then On that game Yesterday let us know And Celtic fans You've just heard the team There is no Jota And no Abada anywhere How much of a concern is that? How much does that worry you At the business end of the season? And of course What about the guys That actually are playing tonight? 01419511025 We'll hear from Ange Postacoglu So why don't you join him next? 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Andy Halliday are here It's 0141-951-1025 We are about to hear from Ange Postacoglu So Celtic fans, 
You'll be in good company Let's hear from you What are you expecting tonight? You've heard the team news No Jota No Abada Anywhere in the squad Is that a concern At this stage of the season? Let us know your feelings And the team that is picked Is that enough to go and beat Dundee United Tonight we're looking back On the weekend's action As well Let's go back to Tanadice quickly And get the Dundee United team Because that will be interesting to see If some of their big hitters Are in Gabriel Yep, Tam Courts has made two changes from the 2-2 draw with Hearts last weekend. The McDonald and McMahon drop out, Levitt and Freeman come in. So it's a 3-5-2 formation for the Tangerines. Benji Seagrist in goal, Ryan Edwards, Callum Butcher and Ross Graham make up the back three. Kieran Freeman comes in at right wing back with Liam Smith, Ian Harks and Dylan Levitt as the midfield three. Ilmari Niskanen will play on the left-hand side. Up top, it's Mark McNulty and Nicky Clark. The substitutes are Ericsson, Spall, Mulgrew, McDonald, Akinola, Meekinson, Nielsen, Thompson and could Joe and him uh, just going back to the Jota and Abada situation when I did speak to Ange Postacoglu on Thursday uh, there were no injuries to report but you've got to keep in mind that there were three or four days until tonight's game so it could have been injuries it could have been something else but when we last heard from the Celtic manager there were no injuries to update us on Interesting Well I'm sure we'll get an answer uh, from him soon I hope Andy Halliday what do you make of that Dundee United team they too have Players that they wish were in the starting eleven, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. I think Charlie McGrew. Any time he doesn't play for Dundee, and he's a massive miss. Obviously, they set their stall out to get Tony Watt in, in January, who at the time was a top goal scorer in the league. So, so missing him's a blow. But almost looking at the team lineup there, it seems to me as if I might go back on my my, my statement from earlier, and I feel as if Tam Courts could have a go at Celtic tonight just by the fact that Kieran Freeman, uh, Freeman and Dylan Levitt coming in. It's a lot of energy. It's a lot of youthfulness and. You know, Kevin McDonald's uh, he's, he's had a good couple of games for Dundee United, but the you know the age of thirty five's not quite got the legs. So I wonder if that's a sign of intent for Tam Courts with his lineup. Well, uh, as I said of Celtic, no Jota, no Abada. You are therefore, to my way of thinking, under strength. And Dundee United, no what, no Mulgrew, they're under strength as well because as Andy rightly says, Charlie Mulgrew has been a firm, fantastic signing for Dundee United He has been superb Since day one uh, So they're both Under strength um, And if Andy's right And Dundee United Come out to have a go And Celtic must Have a go That's that's the Celtic way uh, We could be in For a cracker What do you read into The Charlie McGrew Situation Andy Some people say If you're fit enough To be on the bench You're, you're fit enough To play But the fact that he is He is on the bench But, but not in the starting 11 Is he there in case of emergency Is he just clinging on to any f- sort of fitness? I think uh, An even remotely fully fit Charlie yeah. McGrew Starts tonight uh, So maybe it suggests to me he's, he's obviously missed a couple of weeks now Maybe it suggests he's just came, sort of came back into training Maybe yesterday or uh, The last 48 hours and, and, and obviously not fit enough to start But you know, like Hugh says as well he's been, a, he's been a massive player for Dundee United this season A lot of their success at the start of the season Was, was down to keeping the keeping the clean sheets um, and the biggest issue for them has been scoring goals but Dundee United have scored in the last six games of all competitions so they're starting to find their form in the attacking sense as well so it should make for a good cup tie Yeah let's hear from both managers then starting with the home boss Tam Thomas Courts I think you've always got to be confident particularly at home um, I think we've favoured um, very well against Celtic and Rangers this year naturally you've got to give them all the respect that they deserve because they're a quality team with quality players top managers so they'll push us to their absolute limits like they have done in, in previous encounters but also in the same token it's a, it's a knockout competition and there's a huge incentive for both teams and we've got to use home advantage we've got to use everything at our disposal and try and get ourselves into you know, a semi-final where we'd obviously take a huge fall into Hamden but that, that's the incentive for us and the motivation 
no Ange Postacoglu. Particularly when you get to this time of the year and <clears throat> you see how much even, you know, a point means to teams. Um, it can be fairly constricting, whereas, you know, cup competition, you, you kind of go, well, well, you know, let's just go for it and, and there's an opportunity there for, for teams to advance. I mean, it doesn't mean teams are going to sort of just open up, but I, I just think, you know, there's probably particularly, you know, while the game's nil little teams will, will, will have a little bit more of a go. I mean, I, I think back to you know, the semi-final of the Cup and the way he sort of tackled Rangers in that first half, they probably hadn't played with that sort of freedom all year. Um, but being so close to a Cup final and you see, you know, the, the teams like that can do it. So we've got to be ready for that and to make sure we're, we're you know, we, we kind of match whatever tempo and intensity there is in the game. Uh, Andy... The Tam Courts stuff that we just heard there Talking about the record against Celtic and Rangers this season Whatever happens to Dundee United They may or may not make the top six One thing you would have to take your hat off to them for Would be the fact that they've what, they've beaten and drawn with Rangers yep. at Tannadice And they've pushed Celtic close twice at Celtic Park There's something about these fixtures they've done very I- well in I, I, I think they took oh, they drew, sorry, a, a they did, draw yeah, they, at they drew, yeah, Celtic Park to start, uh, the start of the season one each uh, obviously lost by a, a last minute goal a bad last time they uh, they had the meeting at Celtic Park and they've took five points off Rangers this season so Tam Coates is right they've they've certainly gave a good account of themselves going up against the old firm this year and the thing for me is, is you know I think it was Robbie the first caller of the night was saying that you know, does he expect he's expecting Dundee Dundee United to almost come out because it's a cup competition? They can't really hold on for a point. But to be honest, Dundee United they've got previous actually coming out and having a go at the old forum anyway, and they've reaped the benefits for that throughout the season. So, uh, like I said, for the for the team that Tam Coates has lined up with tonight, I, I fully expect the same. Funny when you look at the Celtic front three uh, in the early part of the season, you would have said Jota, Kyogo, Abada, and not a voice would have been heard in. Descent, uh, and now tonight it's uh, Forrest Giamakis Maeda. Uh, now illness and injury have made that possible for Celtic tonight. They, they, you can't pick people who are not fit to play, uh, but it's a big change, and they just wonder how they will cope. Forrest Giacomacus and Maeda. Yeah, we're not far off the three-month mark of Kyogo's yeah. absence, and yeah. we say this on on a number of different topics. If you're winning, these things matter a lot less. Imagine yeah. you had introduced the idea to Celtic fans in September, October, that you'd be without them for three months. Yeah. Now, Andy, you know, we were, the nature of the injury we were told was hamstring. Have you ever known a three-month hamstring? Uh, no, probably not, unless it was sort of ruptured off the bone. I've been very fortunate, touch wood, that uh, I've not actually dealt with any hamstring injuries throughout my career. Fast enough, I don't no, think. No, certainly not. But, you know, Kyogo, I mean, he was all, let's be honest, he was rushed back to playing the, the cup final against Hibs. And then the St. Because he obviously scores the double to win them the cup. Uh, and then going into the St. Johnson mm. game, the game afters when he's done his hamstring. So it's a recurring injury. Does that make it worse? But certainly thought we'd have seen him quicker than we have. Okay, it's that time of the night already. Been a quick hour. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Come on then, beat the pundit time. Andy Halliday's very good at these. Hugh Evans is not very good at these. So so at these. If you want to take your chances and try and win a signed ball, you need to call before seven o'clock and you need to dial 0141-951-1025 and we'll try and get you on next. Tackle the headlines. 0141 951 1025. Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard.
Andy Halliday and Hugh Evans are here An unlikely duo for you on a Monday night Let's see what we can get on Beat the Pundit It's that time already Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Still plenty more football discussion to come Let's hear from you Celtic fans What are you expecting tonight? What have you made of that team that's been picked by Ange Postacoglu Rangers fans, how do you reflect on yesterday? And of course, I'd love to hear from Motherwell, Hibs, St Mirren, Hearts Everyone else who was involved in a big weekend as well But let's bring in David and Paisley on Beat the Pundit How's it going David? Very well Gordon, thank you, how's yourself? Yeah, good thanks for asking Have you ever played before? Only... Oh. Now David, you're breaking up a bit Are you, are you in Paisley? Are you, are you out and about tonight? I'm on the way to the game, Gordon. I'm on the way oh, to the Celtic United game. Where are you? I hope you're close. Yeah, I'm about 10, 15 minutes no, away. That's all right. You're going to squish it, right? Okay. Well, we won't keep you too long then. Heads, it will be Hugh Keevans. Tails, it will be Andy Halliday. And it is heads. It's Keevans oh, no. against David and Paisley. Andy's the only pundit we have, I think, who gets disappointed when it's not him. He's the only one who enjoys <laughs> playing. Yeah. Uh, David, have you got a car full of helpers? Just my brother My brother Stuart's here beside me David and Stuart That's fine Hugh Keevans You don't mind that do you? Not at all Good The more the merrier Right let's give Hugh some Clyde 2 to listen to And for David and Stuart 30 seconds Answer as many questions as you can And pass if you don't know Alright Yep Good men Let's go 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts now Who's the only Rangers player To score in every European game Since the turn of this year? Tavernier Who were the last side To defeat Scotland men's national team? Nathan Patterson plays alongside which former Celtic player at Everton? Name the only current Scottish Premiership side Jim Leishman has managed twice. Livingston. Which Scottish top flight side currently have the worst goal difference with minus 27? Dundee. Who's played more league games this season, Ralston or Juranovic? Ralston. Okay, let's bring Shuggy back. Can you hear us? Do your worst. Hope you listened to there Something got you fired up Diana Ross Lovely woman I guess not then Right 30 seconds Are you ready? Yep Let's go starting now Who's the only Rangers player To score in every European game Since the turn of the year? Morelos Who were the last side To defeat Scotland's Men's national team? Uh, pass Nathan Patterson Plays alongside Which former Celtic player At Everton? John Joe Kenny Name the only current Scottish Premiership team Jim Leishman has managed twice Dunfermline which Scottish top flight side currently have the worst goal difference with minus 27? Top flight, uh, Dundee. Who's played more league games, Ralston or Juranovic? Ralston. Name the Scottish Premiership side whose stadium lies furthest west. Dumbarton. Premiership, Premiership, Premiership. Oh. That's twice you did that in that run. That sounds like a victory for you two, David and Stuart, surely. Oh, TV. Twice I asked him for top flight And twice he gave me teams That weren't in the top flight It's honestly. a daft expression Top flight Why don't you just say Which league you mean Oh would that have cleared it up Would it yeah. Well actually The first time I did I said premiership And you said Dunfermline So you've Dug a hole for yourself Anyway Who's the only Rangers player To score in every European game Since the turn of the year Andy uh, James Tavernier It's James Tavernier The guys got it 1-0 to oh the guys Oh dear The last team to defeat Scotland's men's national team I know it was so long ago It's hard to remember We're so good Croatia? Denmark Oh yeah In the game in Copenhagen September uh, A 2-0 defeat So it's 1-0 to the guys Then you both got John Joe Kenny So there was some life left But the guys stay in front The only 
Premiership side Jim Leishman has managed twice Livingston oh. The guys got it And they stretched their advantage You both knew That Dundee have the worst goal difference On minus 27 And you both went for Anthony Ralston You were both wrong Oh, Juranovic uh, 23 to Ralston's 21 But it doesn't matter David Stewart you have won The sign ball is on its way A comfortable victory for you guys in the end Well done Thank you very much Well played to you And enjoy your night David Thanks very much mate Cheers And by that he means I hope the road works in M19 You don't go home till 3 in the morning (laughs) Catch you later That was David and Stuart Somewhere between Paisley and Dundee Significantly closer to Dundee I would imagine Given that the game kicks off In a half an hour's time Timed his run beautifully Absolutely I think he's gone Andy I think we've lost him For the rest of the night I don't think he's happy With that performance Not at all What was the answer To question 7? Oh sorry I didn't um, It certainly wasn't Dumbarton Because which Scottish Premiership side Stadium lies furthest west What would you have gone ja, for? Geography Is not, that not your strong not, point? Not happening for me Can you not even picture a compass? And I what? mean I know that, that That Rangers is the west of Glasgow So they'll probably just guess Rangers Anywhere for Slightly further west than that I mean you're from Renfrew aren't you? Have Saint you lived Saint in Renfrew? St Mirren Is that west is it? Not a clue Well if Hearts is east You know that yeah I know that yeah So then It's like the other way Aye. Right, right, okay. It's a good point it's a, it's a good way to put it but, Yeah geography No from Struggling in here You and Gordon DL Between the two of you We'll, we'll make a mapsman Out of you yet <laughs> Right thank you David and Stuart 01419511025 Martin is a Hearts fan From Kirk and Tillock Martin Your man here Might not know What's east and what's west But uh, It was a good victory For your team at the weekend Wasn't it I absolutely I thought for the whole team For the start the back to the front and it showed your character to come back for losing the two goals and to come back and win 4 2. I couldn't really fault any man on the park at all. You know, and you could see in the last year at this time, listen, you'll be sitting 13 points clear and third in the semi of the Scottish Cup. They're playing that all day long, mate. You know, I thought the guys have been absolutely brilliant all season, eh? And, uh, but, but my main point is actually, <laughs> I'm here to kind of moan about. Referees will Linesman in fact Oh good Do you know what Martin This will be the first Monday And goodness knows how long I think we went the full first hour Without really moaning about refs So take it away Aye uh, I was at the game on Saturday night And I was at the I was in the Wheatfield stand And I, I don't know who I think we've lost Martin um, He wasn't happy about the assistant referee Certainly anyway Andy um, Was that one that, that caught your attention In any way Anything to grumble about uh, there was too much action yeah, in terms I mean, of the I, goals. I, I didn't was, think we were. Was that invested in the game that for the first time in a long time I, I didn't have too much to moan about? I suppose not, so. that's not like you. No, it's, it's certainly not. Do you know what? I'm supposed to be grumpy. However, how can you witness one of the games <laughs> of the season, a six-goal thriller containing the goal of the season, and just a wonderful football match? And all you can think about is nitpicking over a linesman. Give me peace. These things happen yeah. I don't know I, Because There might have been something I just can't really remember yeah. I, I like Hugh Was a bit more taken With the The goals The six of them Yeah And, and um, listen Martin was obviously Full of positivity About the team And uh, you know Going into the game I think we had A total of nine First team players missing uh, You know Great that three young boys Managed to make up the bench But Certainly we're sort of Short in numbers um, Missing missing quite a few key players So it was going to be a difficult game for mm. us St Mirren have showed throughout the season I think the one thing about St Mirren They maybe lacked that little bit of consistency But at their top level they've been really good uh, But through missing their players We managed to you know, show our, mm. our squad depth throughout the season and, and managed to come to a very good game Yeah, before we lost Martin there He talks about you know if he was offered Third in the league with a comfortable cushion 
and the semi-finals of the Scottish Cup, you would have you know taken your hand off and. Is I that, like to think so. Yeah, <laughs> is that is that the mindset at Hearts? You're always you want to be the third best for sure, mm-hmm. and maybe you know cause somewhat of an upset or anxiety above you. Um, but if not, which is tough, you're third, and then a cup run. Is that yeah, no, is that the pre-season aims? Absolutely. I, listen, I, I think we've been very vocal in the fact that uh, we've tried to take it at a game at a time because the most important thing is if you get three points at the weekend, your league position will take care of itself. But the big thing we've said for the start is we want to be competitive in the. In the cup competitions I think it's 2006 The last time a Hearts team Finished third and, and won a cup competition So It's been a long long time I think before that Was even another Maybe 15 years So You're looking at the past Sort of three Three decades It's only happened twice uh, And obviously we've got An opportunity To do it this year There's still a long way to go Don't get me wrong But uh, certainly From the start of the season Up to now We've, we've been delighted With our progress Good recent history Of Cup I was going to say Victories which Which is true as well You know given Sort of over the over my life If that's some sort of Made up time frame that, that matters You know that Certainly would be Up there with the most successful Cup winning sides In the country When it comes to Scottish Cup And then even at that Getting to, to Finals and latter stages Does the club still Pride itself on that? Yeah definitely I mean listen You still Hear, hear the Hearts fans Talk about that 5-1 victory Against Sibs In the uh, in the final I, uh, I think that I think that one was 2006 Am I right? I think that was 2006 what, 5-1? The 5-1 against Hibs No much later than that Was that yeah, after that well, well, I mean, You know how 12, yeah. th- That team Has certainly seen his hero status and, and we've got an opportunity To do that Like I said It's been 2006 Since the last time The club managed to do both Finish third in the league And, and uh, obviously get that European spot And win the cup So we know what's ahead of us If we can achieve that uh, But like I said We do feel as if It's a long way to go And and we've, uh, we've we've got certainly got some league games to to win before that. Two thousand and six was Gretna and penalties and Rowan Alexander with the kilt on, wasn't it, Hugh? Well, I wasn't there. I was at the Millennium Stadium watching Liverpool beat West Ham in the FA Cup oh, final. Right, okay. Gerard in the last yes. last minute. Incredible. Mm, right, okay, never mind then. Um, I only went big games. Yeah, it was an incredible game. And do you know what? We'll get on to the other half of Edinburgh who had their own. Cup cracker at the weekend as well, Hugh. But thoroughly good entertainment. Not only because you were home alone on Saturday and got to enjoy it, but Hearts coming out on top in a, a classic cup tie. I I just think that you've got to acknowledge a great match when you witness one, and it was full of terrific goals, great excitement when it got pulled back to two two because of Connor Ronan. You're thinking, what a magnificent game this is. Uh, McInef coming on Scoring with his second touch Everything about the night was great Now I bet you Andy Halliday Doesn't even remember This linesman That was supposed to have Ruined the whole night For everyone No I, I don't <laughs> um, No I, I, to be honest I was a bit disgruntled Where I, I come in together From uh, myself And I think it was Greg Kilty maybe the, be, be, Before the, the St Mirren first goal But listen I don't think It was too much disappointment And it was just a mm. It was if it was a little nudge uh, Before about it With that I don't think there was Many really anything That can go wrong uh, And I, I You know I, I've got to give credit To St Mirren Because they've obviously Played their, their part And what was a great game We've played St Mirren Four times this year And although we have Beat them four times Every game's been mm. Nip and tuck And go either way So Any difference Under Stephen Robinson It's a couple of weeks And it's the same players But in, term, in terms of style of play, not really. Um, you know, like I said, we've, we've played them twice, and Stephen Robinson, uh, Steve Robinson's um, course, yeah. been the manager, and both games have been extremely tight. Uh, the game at the weekend, I do feel as if we, you know, we dominated large parts of the game, but I thought they they, they showed great gar- uh, character to come back in. It scored two very very good goals. Uh, I'm sure he'll be the disappointed with the way his team, um, you know, done very well to battle back into the game, but then surrendered the lead after I think it was only maybe three or four minutes later. Um, but like I said, it's a uh, He's going to come in and try and make his imprint on the 
on the St Mirren team, but there was that they were they've showed that much that much good form under Jim Goodwin mm. previously. Probably doesn't want to change too much too soon. Uh, and you know, in time he'll, he'll bring in his own players and, and try and change stuff. So definitely the best goal you've had scored against yeah, you. Yeah, I think it is. Think? Uh, to be honest, I'm, I, I've always been more of a, a person that appreciates team goals a lot more uh, and a bit of individual magic where he sort of beats three, four players. Uh, but in terms of strikes, uh, by a comfortable distance that I can remember, yeah. I mean... It, it's the fact that he even, like I said, he even had the audacity to shoot from there. I don't think there was anybody in a maroon jersey or anyone at the stadium that thought he was going to shoot, even though he sort of lined up as if he was going to try and whip it back into the box. But it was one of them, but as soon as he struck that, I thought to myself, that's close. Yeah. I mean, that's that's got a good chance of find, uh, find the back of the net. And, and wow, it did. So hearts are through, hibs are through. We'll get the thoughts on that one very soon. It'll either be Dundee United or Celtic, and of course Rangers yesterday. Now, Brian is a Rangers fan in Johnston. What's on your mind tonight, Brian? Uh, there's just there's quite a few things on my mind about the game from yesterday, etc. Uh, I think the team that we put out was quite good. With Alex Lowry coming on, I could kind of see him being the next Billy Gilmore. If, I don't know what you think of that, but I see him being a mm. really good player. Yeah, what about his introduction and the set-ups of Callas goal, didn't he? Yeah, I, he's, he's obviously made a couple of appearances now. He's, his debut at Stirling Albion, I thought he was a standout player. Came on, got the first goal, got man of the match. Uh, had a couple of sort of fleeting appearances since then and he's impressed any time he's got minutes but it only took him I think it was three minutes before he was on the pitch to make a, a, a telling contribution and I think that's one thing that sort of stood out is you know he's got an eye for a pass his composure and his creativity and uh, he's came on and, and obviously supplied the supplied the assist for Sakala to get the third and make it a very comfortable evening but like I said it was the perfect afternoon for Rangers uh, got through the tie relatively comfortably um, you know clean sheet Aaron Ramsey got minutes two young boys got minutes uh, managed to get a a 45 minute rest for Alfredo Morelos Glenn Kamara Ryan Kent was, was allowed time to come off and, and rest up so I think it was a, a perfect 90 minutes for Rangers uh, Brian what else stood out for you is it important at this stage to try and, and, and use that squad I know it's been quite a time for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst one minute he's getting criticised for not enough changes or not enough subs and then it's making them at the wrong time or whatever but yesterday Ramsey Sands um, Diallo come on Lowry come on was it important to, to see a bit of that yesterday uh, I'm not too sure about Ramsey I'm, I don't really know the hype about him but um, Keo bringing on Lowry I don't see why he couldn't bring on more players I think it's a good time to bring in some young players and try something new you can't go wholesale young players I mean <laughs> it's also three points in it Brian's yeah. a very pessimistic yeah I, I do things. think I do think there's a, a positive sign there for Rangers going forward when you have um, Alex Lowry Charlie McCann Leon King uh, They're all going to prosper Under Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Diallo will go back to Man United Aaron Ramsey will go back to Italy And see where his future lies uh, But you can't go wholesale young players When you have Eight Premiership games to play A title at stake Let's hear more from Giovanni Van Bronckhurst speaking after that game yesterday. We already heard about him talking about that squad rotation and so on. He says James Tavernier's quality from penalties um, is incredible and he says the quick start allowed him to give certain players a rest, as Andy points out. Well, it's very beneficial, of course. That's why you need to start well and, and make sure you on, uh, you have uh, you know, a good uh, scoreline uh, during the game. And uh, So that's why we could also... Uh, Take some players off, of course, with uh, already uh, Thursday on on, on uh, our minds. I'm sure you played with some reliable penalty takers in your time. How does James Tavernier compare? 
Well, he's. Uh, I think you uh, you've seen he's uh, you know, he's, he's, he's he's brilliant. You know, he's, he's scored some amazing goals for us, uh, especially in Europe, but also in the league. So it's always good to have a good uh, penalty uh, taker in your squad because you know it's it's almost certainly a goal. Uh, yeah, it certainly seems to be that way at the moment. Is that your style? Would you be sticking them? Just under the crossbar Does that make your heart skip a little bit? Nah, no, not as good as him That's for sure uh, I think I, I don't know the exact number of penalties For Rangers But he just mixes it up all the time He can go right, left, bottom corner, top corner He's, he's went down the middle quite a few times as well uh, I think that's nine Europa League penalties he's scored Which is a you know a, a remarkable um, output But not only that He's scored some big, big penalties as well um, And let, let's not forget It wasn't too long ago That Rangers fans were actually calling out To be off the penalties Because I think he missed a couple And uh, in domestic competition but yeah if there's, if there's anyone that's standing up on that spot to hit one he's, he's certainly the one you fancy it's that time of the night we remind you of this Clyde One Super Scoreboard Golden Goals yes it was a big weekend in the Scottish Cup but it was a big weekend for Golden Goals as well and it's not over it's a big night ahead because remember every time that Celtic or Rangers hit the back of the net we add at least £250 to our cash jackpot So Rangers scored three against Dundee Add that to the three against Red Star We should get some tonight as well So we're already sitting at 18,250 And plenty more fixtures to come Across all competitions Before the end of the season One person has to win it all And it could be you if you text GOAL to 61025 That's G-O-A-L to 61025 It's £2 to text Plus your standard message rate Over 18s only And the full terms and online entry are at Clyde1.com So it does include Scottish Cup Which means the lines close on final day Saturday the 21st of May at 6pm And your final reminder If you want to be the winner Text GOAL to 61025 We're going to continue building up to kick off At Tanadice. We'll continue looking back at Dens What about you Motherwell and Hibs fans Not heard from you yet That was quite something yesterday A good time to get your call in 01419511025 We'll speak to you next Taking your calls on Scottish football 01419511025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Andy Halliday and Hugh Evans are here We're building up to kick off at Tanadice. We're reflecting on a busy weekend of Scottish Cup action as well So whatever is on your mind Pick up the phone and share your thoughts 01419511025 Celtic fans, you've heard the team tonight No Jota uh, or a badder What do you make of that? How worrying is it? What about the players that have been picked? We're looking back on the weekend's action We've not even got round to that cracker at Fir Park yesterday Ascending off in the first minute We don't often see that What did you make of it? Did Willie Collum get that right? Or did he get it wrong? Pick up the phone right now And let us know And we'll look at that very soon indeed There has been an update on Jota And oh. Abada Huange Postacoglu Spoken before the game tonight Confirming Jota is out injured But... The manager's not expecting it to be lengthy Whatever that means uh, And Leela Bada is ill Has an illness Right um, Well th- that clarifies nothing for me um, <laughs> Okay <laughs> uh, he, he, Yeah he doesn't expect uh, Jota to be out For too long What's not too long? Well, to be, He's always been pretty clear isn't it? What's the point in calling it two weeks If it's going to be three Or calling it one if it's going to be two But as it stands He's not expecting it to be anything serious Well we didn't expect uh, Kyogo to be three months. Uh, so we'll, we'll wait for clearer updates than that. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he never put a time frame on that either, Andy. But also, I don't think he ever said about Kyogo that it wasn't going to be lengthy. 
Yeah, I know, but I mean, listen, Celtic's, you know, immediate concern is is a uh, kick off in in fifteen minutes' time. So they'll certainly be disappointed that he's not he's not involved in the game tonight. Uh, whether it is a lengthy period of time, we'll soon see. But Celtic certainly won't be wanting. Miss any key players with a, with such a key running coming up? Uh, absolutely. Get your thoughts in, Celtic fans. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. We've got a full time teaser for the guys this evening. Can you name the last eight players or last eight managers? I should say who've managed in a Scottish Cup final, but they've also played in a cup final at some point in their career in Scotland. I mean, so. Uh, can you name the last eight managers who've managed in a Scottish Cup final, but they've also played in either the Scottish or the League Cup final oh, during their playing career? Well, Neil Lennon. Yes, Andy. Any from you? Cam Davidson. No. Robin Nielsen. Yes. Can't believe you left him to second. Okay, we'll leave that there. I think you'll get these. You've only got six more to get. The last eight managers who've managed in a Scottish Cup final, they've also played in either the Scottish or the League Cup final during their career. So guys like Neil Lennon, you don't need me to explain. And similarly, Robbie Nielsen, they both did it with the same club. Um, but that doesn't necessarily have to be the case for the rest. And if you want to hear your question used on the show in the future, the address you need is fulltime at Clyde1.com. Fulltime at Clyde1.com. Right, Hibs are also through. Hugh Keevans, what did you make of their passage to the semi-finals? Um, I thought it was uh, very good for Elias Melkerson, a Norwegian teenager, Hibs paid £300,000 to bring him to the club I thought he, he took both his goals exceptionally well Clearly doesn't lack self-confidence um, I was perhaps fortunate uh, that Willie Collum allowed his goal celebration Not to get in the way of another red card um, So Hibs having gone into the game Having failed to score in 8 of their previous 10 matches Have to be delighted with that I think Motherwell should be kicking themselves to be without 11 men for 89 minutes of the game because of one man's recklessness uh, is a blow for them. And I thought that second half, I thought that the uh, introduction of Stephen O'Donnell made a big difference to Motherwell. And I think they'll feel disappointed that they didn't turn 2-1 into 2-2 uh, and see where that took them. I thought they were value a goal in the second half, uh, but they came up short. Right decision to send off Bevis McGabby? Yes. I know I'm in the minority, but for me, no. I think it was very similar to my tackle at Pataudry that I felt hard, uh, harshly done by when uh, when I was sent off. Listen, I, I want to make it clear, I'm, I don't think Willie Collins had a disaster by the letter of the law. Maybe it is a red card, but for me, I, I know that if, if you've overrun the ball, which I've, I've quite often done in my career, that quite often you want to try and rectify your mistake and you make that lunge to try and win the ball back for your team. And I mean, it's slightly mistimed, and his foot's—it's not even two inches off the floor, Gordon. I don't—I don't think there's any great malice in the tackle whatsoever. I don't think there's great force. And then the biggest thing for me is the tackle a couple of minutes later with Jordan Roberts. I'd argue that's similar, but even maybe slightly worse. And 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 that was only deemed a yellow card. You're not buying it? No, no. Andy's from Govan. <laughs> So that's a more regular tackle in Govan. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's a disgraceful decision by any stretch of the imagination, but for me, I, I, I would be disappointed. I think because the way everyone knows now the rule, you know, if it's endangering an opponent, and you, you can, you could argue that. You can almost always argue yeah. that if someone studs land on you, you can can al almost always argue. So maybe Bevis McGabby can't have any complaints 
It's a sort of list of things. But Hugh, what, what about the Jordan Roberts tackle two minutes later? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought that Willie Collins could have made a name for himself uh, and had them both off the park. Uh, you know, Motherwell, for me, it was a poor afternoon for them because they were indisciplined and reckless to begin with. And latterly, second half, they were value a goal, but they came up short. So I think uh, hmm. Elias Merkelson can look back in that game very fondly. Uh, they'll need him, young though he may be, because there's no Nisbet now and Martin Boyle has gone. Um, so good afternoon for Hibs, who were not at their startling best. And a bad afternoon for Mother, who could have got more out of that game than they got. I don't think there's anywhere in the rules that says you should treat a tackle differently because it's in the first minute. So, yeah. But with that in mind, then that 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 shouldn't come into Willie Collum's thinking. Do you feel like every referee would apply it in that in that way? For instance, you rarely see someone sent off in the first minute. So yeah. I, I, there, there are two explanations for that: that you don't get bad tackles in the first minute. Which seems unlikely, or that managers do, uh, referees just do naturally tend to err on the side of a yellow at that point in the game. Yeah, and I, I mean it's speculation for me to say if a, if another referee would have let it slide. I've actually been part of a tackle where I, I I feel as if I probably should have got sent off in the first couple of minutes under Willie Collum and he has to let that one slide. So it's certainly speculation, but for me it it ruined what was a. What well, was already a good cup tie, but I mean, it was two teams going into it that would uh, that would have fancies themselves to get through to a cup semi final. But the game as a whole, I thought, was very entertaining, very similar to ours on Saturday night. Sort of ebbed and flowed, went both ways. Uh, similar to what Hugh said, I feel as if Motherwell had some great chances to to, to get a second goal. Um, I think Hibs will feel almost slightly disappointed that they never controlled the game better with, uh, with, with Motherwell having 10 men. But, you know, as a neutral, I thought it was a great cup tie again. A cup tie The result's the most important thing By an absolute mile so I'm sure Hibs are delighted In the balance of that That 90 minutes Would you have expected them to have A, a bit more control over a game yeah. In which they had a numerical advantage yeah, For so long Especially in the second half Listen I, I, I do think they controlled Large parts of the first half If not all of it But there was a couple of Counter-attacking uh, opportunities for Motherwell Where they had chances You know Created a couple of set-piece opportunities But I thought the second half Um Hibs didn't really threaten Motherwell all that too much uh, especially with the, the numerical advantage just thought they would maybe have a bit more control in the game but listen going into the tie I don't think Hibs would have cared how the game was won um, you know that I think they were 3-0-0 draws leading up to that game at the weekend so uh, they'll just be delighted that they're, they're, they're in the hat for another semi-final because they, they, they've got good, uh, a good co- mm. cup competition record recently I get into semis Let's hear from Graham Alexander and Sean Maloney Sort of, um, it's difficult after that, but um, thought the players adjusted well, give it their best shot. Thought we were in the game right until the last second. Um, we actually had them on the, the ropes at times in the in the last ten minutes, but um, yeah, it's, it's a, a difficult start for us. We should take the red card. Got no opinions on decisions. I can't. I see. I see, I see uh, challenges. I see players bumping referees, handling referees, making. Uh, Adding anger to it, just adding fire to the to the situation, just like uh, the last time we played him here. Um, but nothing's done, so uh, that's all, all that I'm allowed, or can say, really. I don't want to take away the um, the shine off how my players played for the rest of the game. He was unhappy, Hugh, about the reaction of the Hibs players. Didn't think it, it, it did. Yeah. 
Any favours? Does he have a case? Uh, one or two uh, were out of order uh, in the way that they were celebrating the red card, for example. Um, it's an unfortunate trend. Um, you know, look after yourself. Never mind who got a red card on the other side and celebrating it like a goal. Uh, so, the, for me, it's unprofessional conduct, and Graham Alexander is entitled to highlight it. Here's Sean Maloney's taking things. Very happy with the performance. Uh, yeah, it, it can be quite difficult at times against 10. You have to be patient, and then, in fairness, Mother Russell, the counter attack threat. So, um, I was really happy with our performance and obviously the result. I think really the last six weeks, um, he has to take huge credit for what he's done and, and some of the coaches have worked extremely hard with him. Um, but he's worked so hard to get to a position where he can perform like that. Um, and it's just amazing. Uh, amazing this first start for him. So he should take every bit of credit and be very proud of what he did today. Two brilliant, brilliant goals. Yeah. Of course, yeah, he's only 19. Uh, he set a fairly high, high bar. Um, but it was a different types of goals as well. And even uh, he, had a, he had a chance as well in the first half. Um, he's just worked extremely hard um, he's got a great mentality um, he understood the process coming in uh, and he's earned a start I think Christian Deutsch uh, has a really tough time in injury so I'm going to have to rely on him as well to end the season um, so with those two as nines I think um, yeah very positive day you fancy Hibs in the semi Sandy save that till the final knockout Rangers in the semi get them in the final beat Celtic I'm lost of <laughs> all the connections here I, many I don't scenarios know. no listen you're in the last four you're obviously in it to win it at this stage and, and, and any team that we're potentially going to face is going to be a, a tough game so don't be too bothered to be faced I'm just looking forward to, to the draw after the game Kenny's a Hearts fan what do you think Kenny Hibs in the semi or do you want to save that till the final uh, I'll take them in any round to be honest evening guys uh, even in serve you. <laughs> uh-huh. No, I'd, I'd take them in any round. Uh, it, it would actually be nice if the uh, the result tonight goes that the four teams for, for something like, what, 146 years to yeah. have the, the two top in Edinburgh and Glasgow in the semis. Yeah, never happened before. Incredible, isn't it? Maybe it's the hand of fate, Kenny. Maybe it's not meant to happen. Maybe <laughs> Dundee United are in the draw. Well, we'll find out. We're getting closer to kick off. You must be pretty happy as a Hearts fan just now, though, Kenny. Third and into the semis of the Scottish Cup. Oh, chuffed to bits, mate. Chuffed to bits. And sadly, I've got to confess that we missed we missed the game on Saturday night. Oh no! Uh, oh, tell me, Tanya's been doing my nothing, as Andy would probably think. Where are they to the night? <laughs> uh, me and the wife already had a a boxing night out, so uh, one night in every year we go out. So we were going. Uh, you've got you've got priorities. You missed a good one, though, Andy. Yeah, Mister Cracker. Not only on the field, but you know, it's uh, over a year uh, I've been at, at Hearts now, and uh, you know, Tynecastle is always a special stadium to play in. But for me, the, the atmosphere at the weekend was probably the best since I, I've came to the club. It was electric for the get go. I think the spectacle of the game probably helped within that. But yeah, it was a it was a brilliant night. Do you gonna win this cup, Kenny? Because I don't care what Andy Halliday says. Third place is sewn up. It's a thirteen point advantage already. Um, Round that off with a, a cup final appearance. Oh, it'd be brilliant. You know, if I'm already got uh, me and the daughter set up for the semi final, but can I just quickly add, guys? Sure. Uh, Hugh, you'll get this with the autism and that. Uh, did any see, people didn't see the other side of the autism? You know, you we share that thing Hugh, with your grandchild and my my daughter. But my my other uh, my, my my lassie's twin Tanya that goes to all the football games. She was absolutely thrilled, uh, I think, after the Aberdeen game, Andy, when Robbie invited me and Tanya over to watch his training up close and personal. So 
he's made a day that day thanks for that yeah brilliant no problem at all it's it's always you know in a privileged position as a as a as a footballer you can give back uh, give back sorry to the fans that support you every single day so I'm glad you enjoyed it Good stuff Kenny nice to hear from you we will get the rest of the answers to the teaser we'll go back to Tannadice for kickoff next as well Number 1 for football in Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Let's go back to is just about to kick off Dundee United against Celtic Gabriel has the teams yeah, the teams are just swapping ends here at Tannadice. It's a cracking atmosphere under the lights. Everyone is here to find out who will be the fourth and final team into the Scottish Cup semi-finals. Will it be Celtic or Dundee United? Now Celtic have won two of the three meetings between two sides so far this season, but United have impressed in all of their biggest games this campaign. We'll start with the teams then. We'll go for the home side first. They made two changes from their last outing. In goal, it's Benjamin Segrist. The back three are Ryan Edwards, Callum Butcher and Ross Graham. Kieran Freeman is on the right-hand side of a midfield five with Liam Smith, Ian Harks and Dylan Levitt in the middle. Imari Niskanen's on the left-hand side. Mark Nolte and Nicky Clark are up top for the hosts. And the away side have made four changes since their 3-1 win over Lewington eight days ago. Joe Hart is in goal. Josip Juranovic right back. Cameron Kartovic is in Carl Stalfelt in the centre of defence with Greg Taylor on the left-hand side. Carl McGregor, Matt O'Reilly and Rayo Hatate are in midfield with James Forrest, George Giacomakis and Dazen Maida up top. The referee here is John Beaton and it's just about to kick off. Go on then, Hugh Keevans. It's not commonplace for you to give us a hopeless prediction on yeah. a Monday night, but take it away. Dundee United 1, Celtic 2. Mm, Andy <sighs> Halliday. You, go, you can't agree with this guy. I've got to change it now. Yeah. We'll go with Dundee United 1, Celtic 3. So Celtic to get through for both of you to then join Hearts, Hibs and Rangers in the semi-final draw, which will take place following the conclusion of this game And we're at that stage Whatever combination That throws up tonight Hugh We'll talk about it On tomorrow's show That's for sure Well I mean The the, the, the prospects uh, the, the potential Endless uh, You know If Celtic get through Could there be a Celtic Rangers Semi-final Or will it be Glasgow against Edinburgh uh, So It's going to be fascinating uh, But Dundee United Cannot be ruled out uh, That's why I'm going close Producer Callum at the game tonight I think Keep a wee eye out for him Why are Dundee United Not wearing tangerine That would be a question yeah. for You traditionalists yeah. Like yourself Hugh yeah, Keevans Yeah I don't understand that at all That'll be some boring reason I'm sure Dundee United nil Celtic nil Just early stages Andy I mean like I said It's not even past the first minute Dundee United at least Trying to press high up yeah, You well, can I, sometimes I, get a flavour Of how yeah, they set up We've seen a couple of incidents I think it um, seems as if Any sort of Opportunity they can latch onto when Celtic make a back pass, they'll try and squeeze as a unit. Uh, they've done that a couple of times inside the first minute, managed to steal the ball once. Um, but no, with that, Celtic seem as if they're going to have the, the large majority of the night. Again, there's another instance there where it certainly seems as if Dundee night they're going to try and press whenever they can. Yeah, it goes back to Joe Hart who launches it up the pitch. He, he doesn't do that very often, so that perhaps tells you um, something about the introduction to this game. How are we doing on this teaser then? We're looking for the last eight managers. To manage in the Scottish Cup final And have also played in either A Scottish Cup or a League Cup final At some point in their career So you've got Neil Lennon and Robbie Nielsen John Yogi Hughes John Yogi Hughes is not there Oh Alan Stubbs Alan Stubbs is there Managed Hibs 2016 Sorry to remind you And of course played for Celtic In a couple of Cup finals Derek McInnes Derek McInnes Well done Played for Rangers 98-99 Managed Aberdeen a few times 
Do we go as far back as Alex McLeish? We do not go as far back as Alex McLeish. Jack Ross. Well done, Jack Ross managed Hibs uh, last season. Yep. Um, yep. And St Mirren the nine ten season. Okay. What you got? One, two, three, three. four, five, three yeah. to get. We'll get them before the end of the show. Free kick to Dundee United in a semi-promising position. Yeah, just just left centre of the. Too far uh, for a shot. No, I do think it's it's close enough to have a go, but it will certainly take a a spectacular effort to beat Joe Hart from there. It's it's about thirty yards out, just off centre of the in the middle of the goal, but. Yeah, he certainly looks as if he's eyeing up for a shot. Yeah, Take it back, like he's it crossing it. <laughs> terrific technique, but I, it, yeah, like you say, it was it was right on the cusp, wasn't it? It was going to need to be outrageous uh, for it to be a shot. Just tried to flight it into the back post, didn't come to anything. And uh, Celtic will break. Is this the danger, Andy? It's all yeah. well and good. Uh, trying to go to the front foot, but already Maeda just bursting up and oh, uh, actually me. almost scores with a miss hit cross. Yeah. Uh, it was a terrible cross, so terrible that it almost yeah. caught out Benjamin Segrist. Yeah, well, he's got fantastic pace and away he goes and he's looking up. There's his cross and my goodness, uh, it's a woeful cross that nearly turned into a goal. Yeah, initially it was 4v2 in Celtic's favour but Niskanen does really well to force Maeda wide. And, That'd be a good race between a, those two. Yeah. They're yeah, both very quick, aren't most they? Most definitely. And then you know he forces him wide enough that he tries to cross it for, for Jack and Mackett's at the back post but doesn't quite catch it and flies over the bar for a Dundee United goal kick. Uh, just before we depart, Hugh, another story Breaking this evening is that Scotland are to play Poland at Hamden next week In a friendly arranged to replace the World Cup playoff semi-final Now of course we were due to face Ukraine in that highly anticipated playoff game oh. But that understandably rescheduled for June after Russia's invasion of Ukraine Poland were meant to play Russia That's obviously been cancelled so we will now play each other And it will be a fundraiser to help aid UNICEF's response to the crisis in Ukraine The Scottish FA announcing £10 from every ticket Will be donated to UNICEF's UK emergency appeal So a sellout crowd would generate a significant six-figure sum for the charity um, Trying to make the the best of a bad situation in terms yeah. of, of the football and the scheduling and, and trying to just do something good in what's a really difficult time uh, The football authorities are having to be spontaneous In terms of bringing Poland here Taking on the the winner of uh, Austria and Wales in another friendly loser, the, the loser rather the um, <laughs> that wasn't an insult to Hugh. <laughs> I was just just correcting you. Uh, but also terrific gesture. Oh, tell you what, Mark McNulty's gone down in the box. Goal kick says the referee. He had Starfield shirt as well. Um, I don't know whether they were both at it as they they sometimes say. Well, 50-50 Yeah he does very well To tear out muscle curl style it actually And get sort of goal side of him But you can you can see from the replay there Both uh, both players certainly have Hold each other's jerseys So yeah I think Just to go back the right to call. the SFE And that gesture £10 off every ticket Going to UNICEF That is magnificent That is what football should be doing At this particular time Do In fact what everyone in society should be doing Do what you can to help What is a humanitarian crisis so well done the SFE Yeah I mean Andy Football It seems strange It's it's Way down the list of priorities When it comes to something like this But you know This is a football show We look at things through the The football lens We are going to announce a squad tomorrow yep. for, for those friendlies Any Surprise inclusions Do you think Given that, that They're not competitive games Because we don't get them Very yeah. often now With the introduction of the Nations League I think the biggest question marks Are certainly at the back um, Obviously 
Uh, Jack Henry's not played for, for Club Bruges for a number of weeks now. Obviously, Nathan Parson's not really involved in any of the, the Everton squads. Uh, Stephen O'Donnell sort of found himself out the, the Motherwell team on a lot of occasions. So I think there's question marks over their slots. Um, does Anthony, uh, Anthony Ralston come in? Does does Chris Cadden come in, who's had a great run at, um, uh, at Hibs? And then uh, the centre-half position as well. There's a couple of places up for grabs. Any of your teammates so. worthy of a nod, do you think? Uh, Apart from the obvious The goalie will be there Yeah the goalie will be there um, Suter, Obviously John Suter Craig Calcutt Stephen Kingsley Barry Mackay All players that have done Extremely well um, But the fact of the matter Is Scotland as a, as a footballer nation Have done excellent Over the last uh, uh, Number of months as well So Certainly competition in, uh, in places Which is brilliant For Steve Clark. Uh, I would love to see Any of my teammates Get called up um, but I do think it, certainly at the back I, I think there's positions up for grabs for this squad If you're looking at the regulars if you like you certainly squad regulars not necessarily starting 11 but Kevin Nisbet's a, a squad regular and he's out for up to 9 months so yeah. is there maybe a, a striking berth available? Oh yeah for sure um, I, I, you know, Steve Clark's got a free hit here he can you know, think about players like Aaron Hickey for example uh, even a Ross Stewart whatever um, so it, it's a friendly match. Mm. It, it's an opportunity to to be spontaneous and uh, to to try things that no, no one's going to say. Why are you doing that? Uh, yeah, Aaron Hickey. You don't think the under twenty ones situation goes against him and Steve Clark's mind? Not at all. I, I my take on this is that Aaron Hickey in Serie A with Bologna has. Uh, an estimation of his own worth as a player and he thinks that he has to an extent passed the audition he passed the audition when he left Hearts to go to Bologna for a very hefty sum of money and I think he believes that he is due full international football and I don't think that should be held against him I don't think that, that is to be condemned I think that's to be commended Andy? I think he's in great form. Um, I don't know too many ins and outs if you know if he, if he actually used the words. I, I see myself better as the under twenty ones. I'm not too sure, but one thing I will say is form for Bologna has been great. Uh, I would personally love to see him within the Scotland setup. I think it's a great opportunity for him. Um, so he's certainly one that I'm interested in when the when the squad gets announced tomorrow. Okay, eight minutes gone. That's a decent enough sample size from Tannadice. Uh, no real chances yet, Hugh. You have to say. No, I, I do think uh, you can tell very, very quickly into a game uh, about Celtic. Uh, Starfelt, for me, has started in a, a precarious fashion. Uh, I, I don't get the impression the front three uh, are having things their own way at all. Uh, you know, for me, uh, Celtic's opening has been... Mm. Effie To be fair Andy I wonder how much of that's Credit to Dundee United Yeah they've had a great start um, You know it was, We speculated how they would Approach the game And I think we, we can see After 8 minutes They're certainly going to Try and have a go Right still goalless then You've got a few more On this teaser Can you name them The last 8 managers Who have managed In the Scottish Cup final And played in either A Scottish or League Cup final Gordon Strachan No What? Not going as f- Nope How far back are we going here? Well, to be fair Because it's It's the the recent things the management not the playing yeah. but right quite get thinking uh, there's another Hearts one in there who played and managed oh no going to take some criticism yeah, for recent, this aren't I? recent Hearts manager yeah. Craig Levine yeah or Craig Levine yeah okay what about someone with a Dundee United and Celtic connection that's not Mark Wilson he was the manager who left Mark Wilson on the bench though for the the final against St Johnson played for Celtic former Celtic captain. Come on, you. 
manager of Dundee United used to be um, Jackie, Jackie McNamara Jackie McNamara well done what about the th- one of the finest barnets in Scottish football it's not changed Andy, Andy. F- <laughs> behave <laughs> it's not changed in 30 years sort of bleached blonde gingery mullet type a ginger mullet sort of I've not done that justice it's better than that Stuart McCall mm, I suppose I. and is that it is that us done must be that's the lot thank you still goalless here at Tanadice we'll look back on it all tomorrow and Callum Gallagher is up next <laughs>